What's up, everyone? This is Wilson from Last Night Save My Life. I'm here with Riley. Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? We're excited to do this. We wanted to do something different. So this is our first podcast episode. Let's go. So welcome to the Lifesavers podcast. I think that's what we're going to call it. We're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff. Uh, we just we wanted you guys to get to know us a little bit better as we get to know you. So we wanted to just take some time and tell you a little bit about ourselves, tell you a little bit about the band and the writing process and recording process for Cherry. So um, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so we're really excited about it. And uh, Riley, how are you doing over there? I'm doing good, man. I'm drinking a mocha from Big B. I just get down the street here in Ferndale, Michigan. Nice. And it is great. Nice. I'm drinking a White Claw, so I don't know how. <laughs> I'm, I'm behind we one got already. <laughs> on, not on the same page there. <laughs> it is yeah. it, it is past the time of having coffee, so I think I'm in the wrong here. And I think it's past the time of having White Claw, actually. I feel like it's it could it's be. time it's, co- it's coming to an end. Well, there's no laws. so There is no laws, but I think that the laws will be coming back soon because... Everything has its place and time. And you think it's on the on the way out? I think it is. You know, like there was a period of time where everybody wanted that like root beer beer. Okay. Remember, I yeah, can't remember that's what fair. that's called. But like it, you couldn't find it anywhere. And when you did find it, it was like twenty dollars for a six pack. And now nobody cares about that. But you know what? Like IPAs have lasted for a while now. Right? They have in, in the beer world. So I'm wondering if the the seltzer. The I think thing. it'll continue, but. I don't. I don't think they're going anywhere, man. I don't think they're gonna be go- gone. But like, they're everybody's drinking them right now. I think that they're gonna definitely, die, definitely die down. They'll die a down lot. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Everybody will, will return to to living under the rule and law of the land. Yeah. And and <laughs> grab something. That <laughs> yeah. No. But it, for now, it's a crazy trend and. You're drinking one while I'm drinking coffee. So yeah, I don't know. I don't it, know why. It speaks to it. It was in the fridge. I saw it, and I was like, it sounds pretty great. It's a so. good flavor. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, hello, everyone. My name is Riley Hupfer. I'm from the great city of Freeland, Michigan. Freeland. Um, so <laughs> nobody knows where that is unless you're from real close there. That's okay. So it's near Saginaw. I was born in Saginaw, Michigan, and that's north of Flint, um, by about 45 minutes and north of Detroit, where we are near right now, by about an hour and a half. So for some context, and I play guitar in the band. I'm a rhythm guitarist, and I have been in the band since the beginning. When did you start playing guitar? I started playing guitar when I was 14. Um, and it's actually, I love telling this story because I did not want a guitar. I had no interest in being a musician. I wasn't in band in high school. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I never knew that. You never knew that? No. Yeah. So... Uh, I'll, I'll remember this Christmas forever because I asked for a PlayStation. I think it was like a two at the time or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Could have been three. I don't know. And um, I really wanted this PlayStation. Like I had a list of like six games and it was it was those two things and that's all I wanted. And then there's this huge box and I'm like, they're playing a trick on me. My parents are playing a trick on me. And I open up a Ibanez guitar, one of like the starter pack, yeah. just plain black yeah, yeah. ones. And... I remember being mad. I was like, what is this? That's crazy. Um, wow. And, and I wondered, like, what am I going to do with this? But then my, my parents got me in lessons. And as I learned, like, Blink-182 songs uh, and slowly started to get into, like, the mm-hmm. Angels and Airwaves, that was my huge influence. I tried to dress like Tom DeLonge. Oh, tried I to remember. be like you him. You still kind of do. Yeah, I know. I, I ditched <laughs> the hair because he ditched the hair. So now I... 
You know, he's been wearing a Ford hat, and you wear a Ford I hat know. all the time. That's so true. I don't know. I, it might be both of us. Yeah. But yeah, then I just you know took lessons for years and and really got into it and started to like it once I was learning you know mm-hmm. those artists, and then we all started to get together as a group, and yeah. uh, from there it was just now it's part of who I am. Yeah. What did you think about me when I first? joined the band because just oh, for some yeah. background for everybody the the band existed with no singer before <laughs> i joined um <laughs> what'd you think about me when i first came down in the, that basement so i knew you and we found wilson we tracked him down through myspace <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's so fun because we saw his music at the time um now people might go and look this up and try and find oh it, dude just don't so you say know. it don't say <laughs> the name he had an EP out, and, yeah. And uh, we we found it. We listened to it. We're like, this guy's a bandy kid. He gets it. He's good. We need a singer. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get him. And Justin had our other guitarist had played soccer against Wilson. So all I knew of him was his online presence and image and his his own you know album and everything he had out there, which was terrible, by the way. You know, don't it, nobody go look it up, <laughs> please. I think I still have the it's physical still, CD. It's still out there. I need to take it down from Spotify. It's still mm, out there. You should leave You it. are not going to find it, people. I hope they do. No. I might leak it I'm on probably going to take it down on, before we upload this. I might leak it on my <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> um, I don't know. I It's hard to remember exactly what I thought. You know, it's been, it's been a little while, but I just remember being excited because I'm like, oh, we have a we have a singer now you know we mm-hmm. this is it we have us five and we're complete and you had actually had your own stuff so mm-hmm. knowing that i'm like man he's already doing it you know we've just been in the basement yeah so this is like the final piece to the puzzle um and, and so i was pumped man it, I was excited too. The first thing that we ever did together as a band was we played the high school talent show um, in Freeland. I think it was a talent show. Or it was an art a, show it was a talent something. show. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know any of the guys in the band. Obviously, they hit me up on MySpace. I didn't go to their school, so I'm going to this kind of random high school with these guys that I don't know. We practiced like a couple times, and singing in an auditorium in front of a school of kids that I didn't know doing Fall Out Boy and Angels and Airwaves covers. <laughs> and we ripped it. Oh, in man. our minds, at least. But it, I, I'm sure it was terrible. In our minds. It, in our minds, we destroyed it. I remember, um, gosh, it's it's on a video somewhere out there, too. But yeah. um, Fall Out Boy was, was great. And then Angels and Airwaves, I think, was just okay. Um, I remember they put the spotlight on like me and Justin when we were both playing the intro part, mm-hmm. that epic lead for the adventure and everything. Yeah, felt so I, cool. And I wasn't standing in the spotlight. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just this empty spotlight while I'm playing the lead riff and like jamming out and people are cheering and then they're kind of like, but where is he? What? I hear this this cool riff and at the time like none of our parents or our friends had heard you know, like a delay setting for a guitar. Yeah. They didn't really, you know, unless you listen to U2 or something like that. Right. They didn't really, they've never seen it in person like that. So. Yeah. It, was it you or JB whose guitar came totally unplugged? Oh, that was, Justin. that was Justin. Uh, Ryan, I think, kicked Ryan to the cord. Uh, that was during Fall Out Boy. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we struggled a little bit, but we thought it was so good. And the and <laughs> you know what? I think that the students thought it was really cool too. Yeah, I think so too. I think all the kids liked it. And that was the first time our friends, family, or anybody who was just knew about us being in a band and starting that mm-hmm. and had heard us in a really concrete way. So I I think it was really cool for that to come together and to people be like, oh, they can actually they can actually make sound and it, it's coherent yeah. and they can cover a song and it sounds decent. But we've we've come a long way. Oh God, yeah, I mean that was forever ago. So uh, th- thankfully we were not. <laughs> Um, still playing there and unplugging our guitars and <laughs> at Freeland High School. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we've moved on to a few other venues. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, tell what do you like to do? Ah, uh, so in my free time, um, naturally a lot of that is spent, you know, thinking about music, working on some of the stuff we're doing, getting together, um, coming down here to Detroit or wherever it is. But outside of that, I'm a huge fan of hiking, traveling love to do that um both internationally and, uh, and around the united states and nice. then uh i'm i'm less into running as i was i mm-hmm. need to get back that's kind of a lazy thing on mm-hmm. my part mm-hmm. that, run with me then in biking i know i need to run with you mm-hmm. you're the marathon man yes um which i know they'll want to hear about that mm-hmm. um but that i, I mean i like reading i'm when it comes to TV shows, crime thrillers are my go-to. Mindhunter season two is mm. out right now. Okay. So for the people who are into that, like the Law and Order type stuff, um, Criminal Minds. Yeah. There's some good stuff on that. That's never man. that stuff's never really captured my attention. It's not your cup of tea. No, it seems all the same to me. Well, it, it depends on the stories, but some of those shows that have been going on for years and years i get away from those and i get more into like the following that's a kevin bacon one okay on netflix that one's oh, good i can't go wrong with kevin bacon but you and i talk about game of thrones quite game a bit of thrones yes that's also i i dig that kind of yep. stuff too fantasy fantasy i uh, used to read that when i was a kid so harry potter fan lord of the rings yeah. all that stuff we're both kind of nerds like yeah, that we, we, we are we like that fantasy stuff we dig nerds but also um dig nerdy stuff but also are into you know sports basketball football yeah. yeah just did my fantasy football draft yesterday nice so we'll see what happens cool good luck but yeah that's a then i spend a lot of time with my family too mm-hmm. definitely about that awesome. i have a niece and a nephew and i love them very much oh that's yeah, so man. sweet so what about you man i know they want to hear what you're into and what you do outside the band um well kind of like you most of most of the time that i spend that i have that's the free time is Mm -hmm. obviously you know writing and listening to music and checking out new stuff but uh, but outside of music uh you know i I do a lot of running Uh, i recently ran my first marathon training for my second marathon right now which is in october so and you crushed that first one i did okay i did okay and so i didn't quite hit my goal time so I'm, i'm going for it um in october um so that takes a lot of time uh, I also I also love to read, but I also love to write. Mm-hmm. I'm currently writing my first novel, which will probably be terrible, but it's um, no. it's still exciting to to at least try. I know you're not gonna talk about it and, and release any info. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a really cool idea and storyline well, and plot. Yeah. So I'm excited for people to have a chance to yeah, it's kind hear of that, that at some point. Fantasy kind of not mm-hmm. not really Harry Potter like, but but sort of that same kind of vibe. So, I if like it. anybody out there likes that, um, be on the lookout. I'm, 
I'm still writing, so I've got a long way to go, but it will come out sometime next year. Um, and yeah, love sports, love Detroit sports, love Michigan State sports. So um, yeah, spend a lot of time watching football, basketball, and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's enough about us. Um, let you want to talk a little bit about what it was like writing the album, writing Cherry. I would love to. Um, so where do you want to start? Let's let's talk about like where did we start? Mm-hmm. You know, in the process, like how does it? Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of the, or the listeners, which I don't even know if anybody's going to listen to this podcast, by the way. So if you're listening, <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, w- I'm sure that if there is anybody listening, they'd probably want to know, like, what is it like to start writing an album? Yeah. How does that come to be? What are our, you know, your first thoughts? Uh, what was it for you? I think for us, um, and we're sitting in the room right now where we spend a lot of time, mm-hmm. <laughs> like many, many hours. Yep, basement um, of my house. Both together, then you plugging away on your own, and, and and Mike being a part of it, and all the guys coming in and out, mm-hmm. um, and our friends too, just popping in and out through the process. But just starting with songs and just really breaking breaking ground on all of that and. I don't think we really thought through, you know, the whole cherry theme right away. I, th- yeah. I think for us it was just saying, okay, we want to write some really good songs and then running with ideas as we had them. And, and we kind of plug away down here. I'll let you talk about a, the process a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, it was it was so different mm-hmm. from what we've ever done in the past. Yeah. We, we used to try to, you know, set up our full band setup. And get it all in together in a room, all five of us. And, you know, we would hash out each part, section by section of every song. And it would take forever. Um, we'd come up with some cool ideas. And yeah. we'd, we'd have some, you know, some, some good stuff. But it, it was just so hard to get all five people on, on the same page at the same time. And get into a creative space where we could really, you know, dive into the details of a, of a single section. And, and you know, yeah. make it as good as it could be. We would just kind of like jam a full song and then I would sit there and try to write lyrics and melody and it just wasn't the best way to do it. And we would work on some for a really long time just because at five people in person and able to just play everything out loud like you're playing over each other sometimes and you're trying to coordinate that. Everybody's trying to write their individual part at the same time mm-hmm. versus focusing on one instrument, one part of a section, and then moving on, and exactly which we kind of switched to. So we, so this time we we demoed it all out on on the computer as we were writing it. We were kind of like recording demos as, as we were writing the songs, which ended up being way more efficient and just it, it produced a lot better stuff because um, we we had the ability to play it and then immediately listen back and say okay is this good enough okay what could, what else could we do here mm-hmm. what could we add on top of this and we could layer stuff and really think about it yeah yeah and, and if something isn't working it you don't have to like try and take a video of everybody playing it together yeah you just save the idea and then move on I mean we have incomplete files that we, we just do. we left behind because we didn't like the idea the next day when we woke up yeah. Then we just came right back downstairs and started working again. Went to town, grabbed some T-Bell breakfast or whatever it was. Yeah. Some coffee and then right back into the basement. But gosh, what did we end up with? 20 demos by yeah. the end of it? Like pretty much 20 that were complete songs almost, mm-hmm. which is, is a lot. Um, 
in the past we'd you know we'd gone in with we had never done a you know full album before, but when we did our EPs, we'd we'd go in with five songs and we were recording five songs. Yeah, basically, it was pretty make, much make or break or write a new one on the spot. Yeah, yep. it was like these are the songs and there's no other options. <laughs> it's like this is it. If two of them suck, well, and they suck, <laughs> you yeah. make them a little less sucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not to say that we don't like stuff that we did in the past because we, yeah. we still do, but it's yeah. just. It's very, very different when you are able to sit down and listen to 20 songs and then say, okay, which 10 of these or which 11 of these are the ones that we want to do and mm-hmm. get really picky. We actually had um, several songs that we wrote that we really wanted to put on the album. They just yeah. didn't make it. And yeah. it's kind of sad. It's hard to cut those. Yeah. After you spend, you know, a full weekend or, or weeks, months even, you know, working on one and then you get to the final call and it doesn't make the cut and you're like dang i i've spent a lot of time on that and i i actually cared about that yeah. you know yeah and i, I almost want to say like let's pop in one of those songs for like a little bit of it right here but mm. i don't you never know if we're going to record one of them in, in the future and like actually use it yeah. so i don't want to like give it away but it's tempting to um but why don't we like right here just insert um a little bit of one of the demos i like it like maybe let's you guys want to hear the demo version of the chorus of waterfall oh yeah because waterfall is one that that kind of changed um a lot in in the studio and that happens where you go in and you think okay this is what we came up with we worked on this song this is what it is and then if you have an open mind um you know our producer that we worked with seth henderson um is you know so good at being able to to mm-hmm. listen to a song and, and know if this is good or not and as well as derek Descanio from state champs who co-produced the album um you know just listening through he took notes on all the songs and and what parts were um good and what parts we could maybe improve um and waterfall was one that he was like yeah you know what this is good but let's work on this chorus so here is the demo chorus of waterfall you're gonna say some things to me I got a dark side bringing me down I'll be a little awesome nights But I'm an optimist that I believe everything I've seen If I could be whatever you need My heart is on my sleeve So it's not complicated So now that you heard that, um uh... And you can hear that, obviously, <laughs> the production of our demos is not it's nearly... So different. Yeah, like what yeah. Seth is able to do, because this is just us, you know, making something in, in my basement. And none of us have, you know, recording experience, production experience. So we're just figuring it out. But. Well, at, being down here and Wilson got this equipment, when was that when you got all uh, this? I bought all this in early 2017. Oh, man. I He's honestly i'll speak for you and say that you've learned a lot and there's a, a lot that you can do oh, with, thanks man you know with your equipment and you don't have to have this huge studio now to do a bunch of stuff i mean and putting together these demos uh, it was so helpful it was a really cool process but part of that you know you hear waterfall changing i think you fall in love with certain things because you spent so much time and like those were your lyrics you know mm-hmm. that and then you get to the studio and and you're changing things and you're cutting things and there's some stuff that can be like hard to let go of in certain songs for sure yeah yeah i I still miss some things Mm -hmm. um um some of the you know the the original lyrics and waterfall 
um, the part about you know I'm an optimist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that. Yeah. And and you know we cut that that part and those lyrics and but I but I really do like what we changed yeah. it to more. You know. Yeah, we definitely made the right decisions. But you yeah. know you wrote something that you're really connected to and it, it's mm-hmm. just interesting to look back on demos like that it, it definitely is and let go of it a little bit yeah so we've we've got um demo versions of of all the songs and maybe maybe we put them up on somewhere i don't know if if, if they're not too bad if, yeah. if any of you guys are interested let us know Tweet and maybe we'll send you like a private link or something mm-hmm. to to some of the demos that could be kind of fun yeah 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 just tweet at us message us yeah so the writing was um, I mean, we, we started writing in what, June or July of 2018 yep. in making these demos, um, was, was probably, yeah, that's probably about when we started and we did that for what, six, seven months yeah. of just grinding away, writing, um, as much as we could. And, um, you know, a lot of weekends down in the basement mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we had, um, JB, having to make the trip because he lives in actually in new jersey so for yeah. him to make the trip come in here he'd have to fly in and um you know sleep in my basement park on an air mattress for the weekend yeah and- <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy when you when you think about you know that the commitment and the effort that we had to have to put into that um but it was uh so fun and like yeah. just talking about it right now makes me want to get back into it and just do it all over again which jump in right away luckily we're going to we are yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so then we transitioned from you know talking about writing it to to actually the process of recording it. Um, and we when we went to Always Be Genius with Seth, um, tell everybody a little bit about what that experience was like for you when we when we got there. So Seth runs what I call like a family studio. Um, you know, his wife is involved, his kids are around occasionally, and so... You, and they're so cute. And they're so cute, and the dogs are there, and we had done our EP outgrown with him. So at this point, you know, we we're familiar with the way that Seth works. Um, we know each other. We have, you know, we broke the barrier of, like, being weird, having fun mm-hmm. while we're in the studio pretty early on and outgrown. So when we got yeah, there... Yeah, it just felt like friends right away. It was, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and I do consider them friends. You For know. sure. And they're people that, you know, if we were in town or they were in town, we would hang out. We would absolutely. Yeah. Things like that. So getting there, I I just was so pumped. I mean, we had been waiting for it. You know, we had these demos and we wanted to know what songs were going to be on the album. And so we got there and and day one, we pretty much jumped into it right away. uh, Picking through, you know, Mm -hmm. sitting down and, and Derek talking through with his notes um, Seth obviously had listened to all the songs. He had his favorites. He had things he wanted to change here and there. And then we had some some songs that were on the bubble and were kind of half demos that we were considering too. Yeah, I can't remember if it was it was like a few days. We had like two or three days mm-hmm. um, before, or maybe just two days before Derek got there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we we had a few songs that we kind of knew were going to be on the album mm-hmm. um, we hadn't chosen all of them yet but we knew like undone, undone was and we knew we wanted to do on the ropes yeah because we had all voted and and those were up there for all of us running so, out was up there waterfall yeah you know yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. so we knew some of the ones that we wanted um so we started the tracking process for for a few of those songs that were like four shores before Derek got there mm-hmm. and then we sat down with him and listened through and, yeah. and finalized what the rest of the album would be and which ones would make it 
Yeah. yeah. I, know, I think Would You Go Back was one of those ones um, you mostly had written last yeah. second in that. Yeah. That, you know, kind of came in there. We, we were pumped about a lot of them, but they're, again, it's like that those 8, 9, 10, 11 song ranges where you're making some really tough decisions. But Yeah. Yeah, we, we just got there and, and jumped in right away, I think, actually, on guitars, right? Yeah, we jumped in yeah. on guitars and um, knocked out a little bit of... Um, no, we didn't do bass. We just, did, we just really did guitars, yeah. and we had all of our... Um, it was really good to have our demos if there's any i don't know if there's anybody in a band that's out there listening mm-hmm. that maybe wants to go to a studio and, and record an album someday um it's really helpful to have the demo tracks that we yeah. could just upload because then we didn't have to deal with recording any scratch tracks for guitar Saved like so much oh, time. And, and no scratch vocals we could just throw mm-hmm. in the demo um scratch tracks basically and save so much time. And typically, we had started with drums in the past. Yeah. And this was the first time where we kind of waited on that. Yeah. Um, and even some songs, drums were near the Almost very last, end which of was recording. huge. Yeah. And I like that. And I've been hearing more bands doing that. And and that's a newer thing. But that worked really well for us. Um, and I want to jump to where we stayed. I was just going to say that. <laughs> so we. Um, we were in Crown Point, Indiana, where, where Seth's studio is. I always be genius. And um, our first week, I think, right? Yeah, was our first at, whole week. At a nice America's Best Hotel. And the a lot of weird, fun stuff happened there. A we lot had, of weird stuff. Oh, man. We Mostly had a hilarious you, time. But some of it me. You know, you can pin it on me, but there's some secret weird guys in the band. Eric sits back there on the drums. And he's yeah, he's pretty he's chill, quiet, but, but he's a weirdo. He gets weird. He gets weird. Ryan, he gets weird. Yeah, JB JB gets his own kind of weirdness. Mm-hmm. It's it's different. I think that you're the weirdest, though. You think so? I think you are. I don't know. I I don't know. It's it's either me or you. It's it's a battle. Yeah, we'd have to have a contest. There's some there's some wild videos from that motel. There really are. <laughs> I don't know if we want to share any of this. No, we definitely don't. We definitely don't. <laughs> you don't want to see. No. But honestly, that place was so much worse than I thought it was going to be. But <laughs> but I still look back on it fondly. Like, this place, uh. it was disgusting. It was like the carpet had never been vacuumed. And the beds had, like, this gross, like, red. I don't know if it was, like, some kind of, like, satin, like, velvet or something covering. That thing never been washed. Oh, no. And if you look behind the bed frame, it was just, like, crumbs cigarette and food butts. and cigarettes. And the whole place smelled like it was just been smoked in for, like, chain smoked <laughs> in for, like, two weeks straight. And we heard, like, people fighting outside, like, oh, yeah. yelling at each other. And it was... It was, like, the dead of winter during those, like, zero-degree oh, freeze-overs. And people yeah. were having like a fist fight out in the parking lot uh, yeah we forgot to mention this our the very first day that we started recording we had to we had to come in late because there was this wild snowstorm mm-hmm. and it was like tons of snow and the, the it was negative 30 feels like temperature outside like the windshield was negative yeah, 30 my, degrees my car died while we were there yeah oh yeah i forgot just about gave that up. oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah that sucked but yeah that it was a it was a tough start because we were in that that really crappy motel in the snow um but we honestly we didn't really care because we were just so excited yeah yeah and and one of the fun things from that place the the heating unit we called it old rattler old rattler yeah and what you hear at the beginning would you go back where you hear the click and the turning on i'll put that sound in right here right now here it goes 
so that is old rattler right there yeah the noise that you hear yeah and it had to make it because it was a staple it kept us alive in that hotel room first and foremost but oh if we didn't have that on it was freezing in there it was also white noise if anybody was snoring yeah (laughs) which ryan oh my gosh dude (laughs) that guy rips it all night we're we're, yeah we're we're selling him out putting him on blast (laughs) (laughs) that's fine he kept me up all night he gets to be on blast it's fair but um yeah jumping back to the studio man it's just it's cool because we all congregate in the room with seth and then just digging into the songs it when you've spent so much time on the demos and you really peel all that back and you're hearing then we're plugging in and we're running guitars through really good amps and we're going through all the processes mm-hmm. that we just don't have the capability of doing in the basement it just it sounds so good right away oh dude when you when you hear it coming together for the first time you're like oh oh this is starting to sound like a song and you just like hear the guitar tones and um, like especially when once we got some bass and drums on there, we're yeah. just like, oh my gosh, this is gonna rip. And then my favorite part of being in the studio, I think, is you get down all those instruments, the things that you know are really gonna be there, and then you're adding in more guitars and different things. Um, but you get to the fun stuff. Yeah. You know, we went out and bought um, what's it called? Was xylophone or what was that? No, it's um, shoot, the thing that I bought on Amazon, the yeah. bells. Yes. What what are those called? I don't even know. It's like a xy- it's almost like a xylophone. I can't remember. They're like right little now. bells. We bought a bell thing. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name <laughs> of it right now. I don't know why we're blanking. I don't know we either. Spent time googling them. Yeah, and, you know, checking them out. But we bought one of those, yeah. so you can hear that faintly throughout the album. It's in Talk Me Down. Yep. Yep. Is it in Waterfall it's too? In, it's in I Was Somebody. It's in it's in Waterfall. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it'll come to me. So we'll yeah. get that later. But then, you know, tambourines, things like that. And then Crush, uh, our buddy who lives with Wilson, mm-hmm. came in and do, did a ton of work on piano and synth. And oh, he killed like it. That. He you know, killed it. And he helped us write so much of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he pretty much wrote, like, all of Running Out. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he's an amazing uh, musician. Very, very helpful for us. And you'll hear some cool really cool stuff throughout the album you probably noticed different synth parts and mm-hmm. i think we should play one of those here let's put in um from from nightmares and a suitcase here's uh i don't know if you noticed it but here's the synth part in the background and just some of the extra stuff that we've added take a listen So that was a synth part from Nightmares, and I love it because it reminds me of like Joe Bro's Year 3000 kind of yeah. vibe in, in the early, mid-2000s. Totally. And I think that you know, it's this really nostalgic feeling, and we were, we were going for that in, in a lot of ways. And that's when we were writing the songs, I think we thought about that. And, and we're really thinking of some of our artists from that time who influenced us. And, Absolutely, like yeah. like early two thousands pop punk. I mean that we's what we grew up on, and um, you know we wanted to, to to do a new spin on that. Obviously, we didn't want to sound just like somebody else or like things that had been done before. Yeah. But we wanted to add kind of like new style, like, like new production elements to to that kind of music and and make people um go back to that time when when they listen to us so when we, when we were really like thinking about what do we want this 
album to sound like and feel like. Um, it's just kind of like happy nostalgia is is the main theme that keeps coming back. Um, and you know, we had some other songs that we had written, which which I really like um, that didn't exactly fit that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, like more than nothing, like yeah. ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, these are some of like the demo titles of the songs. Um, like, uh, what is it? One inch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but the, they're great songs and, and we might, we might still put them out as B sides or something at some point. But, um, and talk, talk me down was kind of in that vibe too, but mm-hmm. we did want to con- include, um, you know, at least one song that had a different kind of feel, shake it up a little bit. And, and we just love how that song yeah. jams. And the acapella part came out so cool. Yeah. Which Crush was really involved. Yeah. Which that. Mike did that. If all those, all those background vocals you hear during the acapella part are, are, are our buddy Mike. Um, but yeah, we wanted to make sure that we had, um, something that changed up the, the feel for a little bit. But if we had included more of those kind of like darker mm-hmm. feel songs, the album would have just had a different vibe, and yeah. we wanted it to be more fun, happy nostalgia. And and that fits Cherry so well. Yeah, you know, that it's more fun. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's nostalgic. It's you're gonna see a music video in the coming months that really represents our vibe with Cherry. Absolutely. And, and so I'm excited for that. But talk about a little bit of the meaning behind the songs, because being one of the main songwriters on almost every song, um, and obviously with all the lyrics and you know we talk about them a lot but really they they come from you and and from the heart and Mm -hmm. and from personal experiences what are some of your lyrics that really tie into the meaning of the whole album i think you know that the headspace throughout the entire time we were writing this for me was like a lot of it was like transitionary feelings Mm -hmm. and like this was the start of something new and it made me think about like a lot of change in life and you think about like undone it's like part of me is holding on part of me is undone it's like being caught in the middle and you kind of know that this is like a a time of transition um and some of the lyrics that you know are pretty meaningful to to me like um where in undone it says i can't help thinking last night saved my life yeah and kind of throwing our band name in there um it's just kind of like an awakening, like a, a moment of realization of, um, you know, like there's there's some sort of change that needs to be made. I need to choose a direction, and that gives you like purpose. Um, and, and that's really kind of what I was feeling throughout writing this was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is a cool thing that we're doing. This kind of gives me a purpose. It makes me feel like, um, you know, I'm doing something that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was a lot of, uh, my, where my headspace was at and and then also um you know some some like on the ropes is really about <laughs> um thinking about ha- you know t- fun times with friends me and riley started writing that uh we we where where were we at when we did that we were, we, at, we a, were at a bar in east lansing yeah and you're a sparty the riv so. the yeah. riv yeah the riv yeah, yeah. And um, we saw these dudes that were uh, probably uh, fraternity brothers that were in their suits and ties and um it's kind of where like the suit coats and cheap cologne come in and um we just like it made us think about like wow we're, we're here on a weeknight kind of late like this is writing this lyrics is, to a song we got to work in the morning this yeah. is kind of like a wild thing that we're doing i think it just put us in in the mindset of like let's write a song about just like doing a bunch of crazy stuff yeah and like having bro time having fun time together and that's that's what on the ropes ended up being so i mean it was kind of cool like we could we wrote 
that song literally sitting at a bar in a in a place with other people around and we were like sitting at the at the bar singing it out singing loud, out like loud make, and, yeah. making up the lyrics and the melody with other people around we just didn't care yeah because we were like so caught up in what we were doing I it think, was like all that mattered i think it represents like who we are as a band too because we we love interacting with everybody on on facebook twitter and everything mm-hmm. and we, we have so much fun when we're together and that's really music to us is is such a powerful language and like the, the song's meaning and how it connects to people and how we come together at a live show uh, and we get to meet people and, and we get to learn your stories and, and how music impacts you and where you've been. And and then that all comes together through songs and, and through things that we would release. If nobody loved it, we would still do it. Well, cause, absolutely. Because it means so much and it it's just our way of telling a story. But then when people come together and have fun and, and, and get wild and just live um mm-hmm. through all of that it's that's really what it's all about i think yeah yeah and and then some like some of the other themes you know of the album think about like dead ends and promises is, yeah. is about like going back to where you came from and, and but you're still kind of like once again stuck like holding on thinking you know this is this life um you know is i'm feeling like i'm not going anywhere i'm, I'm kind of at a dead end mm-hmm. um and it's kind of about like breaking free from that. Also, if you think about like I was somebody, some of the lyrics talking yeah. about in the past, you know, not really being who you wanted to be, kind of feeling like you were yeah. getting walked on or stuck in, in what you were doing. And like nightmares in a suitcase is kind of about being like an outcast mm-hmm. and um, not feeling like you fit in and always being stressed and anxious about things. But we still somehow like made those songs kind of sound fun, even yeah. though those aren't like super fun topics. We still wanted the vibe to to be positive, so the songs still kind of sound positive. And I think the message is on the back half of all of that. Like part of me is holding on, part of me is undone, mm-hmm. and it's just like coming out of that. And it's never going to be pretty or perfect. Mm-hmm. And life is going to be tough, you know, kind of all the time. There's there's always going to be things that are going to be bugging you and things you're going to be facing and trying to overcome um but music has always been for me personally a place where i'm free from it all Mm -hmm. and so i think that that's a part of it that really in this album where like even if you're you're feeling like like an outcast or um things aren't aren't going your way or you're stuck there's a there's a way to get past that yeah and and it just it just takes time yeah and hopefully we captured that with the way the album feels hopefully that's the vibe that you guys get um, let us know if if you think that that's what what it sounds like, or if you think that there's something else that um, it sounds like. Let us know what what you think. And you know, one thing I would really love, and this is kind of a call out to people: if there's stuff that you really care about or are passionate about, and you want us to write about, um, send us some ideas because mm. I think it's oh, that'd be kind of always cool. cool to hear what people are experiencing and what they think and what they they want to channel into music and maybe you're not a songwriter and yeah you know it's probably something that we felt before too yeah 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 exactly and so there's so many ways to tell that story but it'd be really neat to to get some of that yeah from everybody if there are people out there listening yeah <laughs> which probably there's probably not there's got to be a couple there's maybe like one uh okay well Talk talk a little bit about um, so we talked about the recording experience a little bit and what what some of the songs mean. How was it working with Derek? We haven't really talked too much about yeah. about it. 
But that was a that was a big thing for us. It was very helpful. That was a big thing. And actually, I think you should tell the story first of how Derek even came into the picture. Yeah. So I knew that Derek had worked with Seth, our producer, before, um, because he had worked with Sleep on it, and he co-produced that um, their album and their EP before. And um, I know he had he had been in in the studio with Seth, so I knew he knew him. So I messaged Derek actually on in Instagram DMs, and I was just like, yep. slid in. I just slid in, and I was like, bro, um, we recorded this with Seth. Uh, I know you know him. Like, check this out, and it was something from our EP. From uh, I think I sent him Hollow from um, Outgrown, and he responded, and he was like, oh, cool. Like Seth actually sent this to me. I like your guys' sound. Like we should work together sometime. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, really now? He's interested. Sweet. So, um, he's heard it. What? Yeah. It was like, okay, he's heard this before. That's crazy. Cause obviously, you know, we've always listened to state champs and um, been fans of them and, uh, still are. And so, um, then I just hit up Seth and I was like, Hey, so like Derek said he would work with us sometime. Like, do you think maybe you could see if we could get that set up? <laughs> Hook it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just, we booked our studio time cause we had to book it way out in advance. Cause obviously Seth's super busy. And it just crazily happened to to work out yeah. where Derek was available during that time and was able to, you know, they got off their um, their tours. They had done like all of Warp Tour and then they did a European tour and then they were over in like Japan and came right from that to, to recording timing. with us. Yeah, yeah. To the timing was just perfect. Um, so it was really lucky to have him. So working with him, yeah, it I had a really good time meeting Derek and working with him because mm -hmm. we're so used to having been out in like the crowd uh, and seeing him from that angle. So to work alongside him and to have him, you know, critiquing our songs and suggesting things and, and enjoying other things. And uh, that was just such a different angle. Yeah. And he's such a cool and down to earth guy, but also incredibly gifted and smart when it comes to music, you know, and so he really contributed a lot to the album. And I know you working with him as a singer was was unique for you, too. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was um, if, if he listens to this, um, which I'm sure he won't listen to this, but if he... If he's, he he's our one listener. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Derek, if you're listening to this, uh, just um, when, when I first started, like, tracking vocals, I was like, okay... I gotta be on my game because <laughs> I, you know I can't like sound like crap while he's out there and have him like go into the talk back mic and be like, eh, "Bro, this isn't working." Try that again. <laughs> no, I can't have that. Uh, so it, yeah, it definitely made me have to step up my game. But he also was great at when I was in the vocal booth. Um, if a part like just wasn't sounding right or wasn't sticking, he'd be like, "Try this," or "Try saying that word like this," or mm -hmm. "Change this word," or "Change this note." And it, it will it will make it better. And I, like nine times out of ten, it would I he would I would do what he said. Yeah. And it would be way better. There yeah. were a couple times with Derek where I was like, no, no not great. <laughs> <laughs> but most of them, like almost every single thing was was amazing. Um, made just made the the album so much better from lyrics, melodies, song structure, really yeah. everything. And, and even beyond that, I mean he. He really can dig into the song structure. He has ideas when it comes to guitars and different instruments and drums and, and, everything, and, drums yeah. and, and he gets the whole picture. So the process with him w was great. And between him and Seth, you know, they they made a really good team. And then obviously all of us were working hard on, on ideas as one person was tracking. We were 
Yeah, and we know. would we would go back to to the hotel um, at night and um, work even more and think mm-hmm. about like what do we got to do tomorrow and practice some guitar parts and, and try to write yeah. new stuff and just you know trying to make the most out of all of our time that we had. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of late nights and and we snuck in some fun. We went bowling, you know. Yep. Yeah, and and did different things while we were there. I got way too drunk. Yep, just one night. Yeah, just one time. <laughs> it was a, the, you weren't tracking vocals right away the next day though, so it didn't matter. No, I basically laid in the loft, the little and, loft area, and, and like died for a couple hours. Yeah, and then you came brutal. back, had a Gatorade. Yeah, and you were good to go. Yeah, I don't think I sang that day. Thankfully, Derek kicked all our asses at bowling. He did. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was not even close. Well, cool. I think that's a, a pretty good synopsis of um, what Cherry is and how it came about and what it's about. So, um, yeah, I just really hope you guys have been enjoying it and, and listening to it. Uh, we're super excited about it. So hopefully there's some people out there who are as well. Yeah, and if you have other things that you're curious about, we love getting messages, comments, um, tweets, anything like that. Just just reach out to us but all the support you guys give us so far has been awesome we want to continue that yeah We're thank gonna you keep so working. much we, we, we've got uh about 150,000 streams in like a month and a half uh, on the album which is i mean it's it's nothing crazy but it's for us it's crazy if you're you know if you're a, a big band that's you know that's not a lot but for for a band like us we've never had anything like that before so it's really cool to see growth and and to meet new people and mm-hmm. um you know kind of start doing this thing for real we have a show coming up uh, with real friends in lansing michigan on september 9th yep if you haven't got tickets and you're able to come hit us up we've got some pre-sale tickets left let us know if you need some keep sharing the music though y'all we love you guys we appreciate all the support and i think i hear your cat yeah my, my cat is scratching at the door trying to get in so we gotta go but thank you guys we love you we'll see you next time (laughs) 